Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 202 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are we doing today, Lauren? We're doing well. Whoa. Puberty. <laughs> like, what, what just happened there? Well, I mean, I just did an intro where we, well, I said it was episode 102, so maybe we've gone back in time. We have, we have. I've, I've gone to that, oh, I'm having flashbacks, horrible flashbacks of when I was a kid and going through puberty. No, 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 no. Let's fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. That's fine. Okay, we're here. Hi. We're in the present. We're in the present. It's where we need to be. Yeah. Although actually today we're actually going back to the past to talk about stuff, so. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you need to get back in the mindset of prepubescent lauren again <laughs> just just decide <laughs> i can't keep i can't keep going back and forth back and forth okay but yeah hi yes hi um i think like since the last episode it's been weird actually because obviously final fantasy 7 remake went crazy e3 there's loads of stuff afterwards but nothing's really happened in the last two weeks which is quite surprising yeah i mean that's the thing. We're we're in that lull between E3 and Gamescom, aren't we? But I'm not even sure really what we're going to see at Gamescom. Stuff. Yeah, good. <laughs> Very descriptive. But yeah, it's just, you know, Dissidia had their little blip. Um, there's a lot of st- stuff apparently going on with the um, Final Fantasy Brave XVS concerts in Japan that I'm noticing. Um, the Bra Bra. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I love how it's just the bra bra and you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, before that, I was making a really confused, ambivalous looking face. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, overall, like we're, we're just kind of settling. Things are settling down a bit. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy 14 is still doing loads of stuff with uh, Shadowbringers. Um, and everybody's loving it. Like everybody's loving the crap out of, we talked about um, that last episode. So, you know. Yeah, um, I but was even like, more so. <laughs> I was like, we we seem to have been getting into a, a, a bit of a period again where we actually had some news to talk about. We could have a discussion. We could have some questions. Mm. But this episode, we're not doing any of that. The shadows have been brought. We are having a discussion, though. Obviously, this is a, discuss, a discussion-based podcast, so yeah. we will be talking about things. Yeah. Um, and today, actually, we're going to be talking about how uh, the different beginnings of Final Fantasy games have uh, like affected us, essentially. Mm. Because I know that we'll have different favorites, but we're going to talk about how they've changed over time as well because of the like different advances in storytelling and all that jazz. All that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Should hopefully yeah. be fun. Yeah, no, I mean... You my... can tell Lauren is thrilled. She is thrilled to talk about these these openings. But I, get, I, I can guarantee you that once we actually start talking about it, Lauren is going to get extremely into this topic. Well, yeah, I mean... My first was Final Fantasy VIII, and I mean, like, you can't get much. See now, you're already talking about it before know, even there. I know. You can't help yourself. I can't. I can't. I'm already sucked in. You just love your squall. You teased me so much. Yeah. But yes. Uh, before we uh, go anywhere, though, we need to, of course, thank our Patreon supporters. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys so much. Okay, so we're gonna kick things off with Nahi Klablawi. Guide seeker. Chris Morales. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Lewis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Muhammad Kayam. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. 
Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Calrow. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Jenik Naud at Jenik Naud. Freya Stella. Hunter Morgan. Thank you all so Thank much. Thank you. Yay. Okay, so uh, yeah, I was kind of like rooting around for what we were going to talk about this episode, but actually I wasn't even doing that. I'm <laughs> telling a lie. I was rooting around for the music for this episode because that's usually where I start. And for some reason, I had it in my mind. I wanted to put in a track from 10 2. I don't mm. know why. You just had a feeling. I was just looking feeling. around. I was like, I wonder like, if there's too many different arrangements of 10 2. There aren't. No one's no. really arranged anything from 10 2. Which is so sad because the music in 10 2 is I know. really good. I, I did find a couple of arrangements of Eternity, but still like not very many. I was no. I was really surprised by that because Eternity is obviously one of the biggest tracks from that. Like it, it really resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I did find a track uh, which is going to surprise people. I'll save that for later. Though. <laughs> um, but I was I was thinking about though, and this is actually a bit of a, a clue as to what the track will be. Um, I was thinking about the the different intros to games, and I was thinking about how Ten Two. The music played a really big part of the intro to that game. Mm. And I know that in some ways the intros of 10 to really turn people off because of like how they presented it with like the YRP flying in, doing their poses and like all that stuff. And yeah, like it was a pop concert and all this other stuff happening. But I was just thinking about how how much the the beginnings of the games have evolved over time and, and how different they have, like how they really set the stage for what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think uh, we were recently working on the Cecil Origins and I just, for some reason, I just started thinking about the the, the, the shit, the, the, the stark difference there is in comparison to those older games to the new games. Yeah. Because I guess, I mean, you've seen it as well. Like, Well, yeah. I mean, like the older games, they just kind of start, don't they? I mean, like Final Fantasy... So Final Fantasy Four, how does that one start? You're just kind of, well, it has the whole deaths of the... Um, You're coming back from the mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 like, there's a lot going on, but it's not as cinematic as a lot of the other ones in the beginning. But I feel as though it could be. And, that, and yeah. this is what I was thinking about. Like, those older games, like, there were segments. I think they were, the segments were longer because mm. they couldn't use FMVs. Yeah. So with Final Fantasy IV, it's they're coming back from the the mission in Mysidia. Yeah. Uh, Cecil gets kind of like smacked down by the king and then he goes to uh, Mist and then the whole thing happens with Rydia. Yeah. And then that's kind of like the the prologue essentially for the game. Yeah. And then like... Like Final so Fantasy I Final even Fantasy is like... Three, Final Fantasy III just kind of starts. Like there's not really that much. You're in the cave, much. right? Yeah, you're in the cave. Um and Final Fantasy One, uh, you have the fight against Garland, and that's kind yeah, of which like is really surprising. You don't expect to fight him right off the bat. I was just like, did I go somewhere wrong? No, maybe. Um, and I can't remember Final Fan. Oh, Final Fantasy Two, you had the destruction of um, isn't it uh where they're from or whatever? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, though, uh, yeah, I mean. They're quite tame to what sort of came afterwards with like seven and eight. Like, well, seven was seven. I'd say was kind of uh, similar to what had had happened in the past. Mm. Um, but I think the way they did that was really was really smart because 
yeah, sure, they could use FMVs, and they did have a small FMV at the start of the game, but they didn't use it to tell the story. Mm. They used it to like do the pan in and out. Yeah. Whereas like six, they had um, the, the whole mission with terror. Yeah. Final Fantasy seven, they had the opening bombing mission. Yeah. But they added the timer, so it had that urgency. Like, wow, we're doing something. We've got to do this quick. It, with the it music made, as yeah, well. Yeah, like, it made it much oh, more feel so like. Good. It was this whole intro. And then once you escape, you've got the whole sequence, you go to Seventh Heaven, that's kind of when things calm yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that breathing, that breathing space. Whereas with eight, it's like the full massive, cinematic. full on cinematic uh, cutscene with Squall and Sifa, which then goes to a massive calm. You're in the garden. Mm. But then you have the Dalit mission right after that as well. Mm. So it's like this kind of like, I feel that's where. They kind of change. They decided to change things. They were like, "Okay, we're going to go action, calm, action." Yeah. And ten had the same similar thing because, like, you got the. Um, I mean, like with ten, I don't know about you, but I I used to around that time I used to get uh, PlayStation demo discs. Yeah. Uh, for, for with magazines, I think it was PlayStation World. I used to get, um, and they used to have a CD that came with every episode. I used to put it in my PlayStation Two because it's the only like dvd player i had yeah um and just kind of watch every single trailer that was on there just so i could just like absorb what was going on and i remember the final fantasy 10 trailer they had on there was the other world yeah oh my that god that whole sequence and i was just like what the because it's the, it's the top down uh titus um and you get to see like the whole tournament and everything mm. and then it finished um what at the bit where it, like titus starts walking around oh okay yeah no i mean 10 and well i mean so yeah if we want to go if we want to go with 10 we'll come back to nine but um with 10 yeah like you start off with the two zanarkin bit don't you and you kind of feel like everybody's had this whole adventure happening and you're just you kind of know who the characters are if you'd been following like sort of what the game was but you don't you don't know them but you can see like the sort of relationship. They're obviously very close. And then, yeah, you get thrown into this completely different area. Like in the beginning, it's all like um, post-apocalyptic. And then you're thrown into like this electric city that you just, it's complete night and day without like pun intended. But I feel like that also had like the ebb and flow because you had the, the really electric cutscene, yeah, and then like I feel even though you're doing the sequence where you're trying to escape and then you get absorbed by sin, that felt quite tame to me. I don't know why. I, I, it mm. didn't feel it was. It was obviously action paced. They had the music trying to bump things up, but I feel like there were too many sequences where you were just running, yeah, and nothing really happened. Like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. watching a billboard or something, and yeah, because yeah, you're you're really introduced to uh, Titus and Oren. But I do, I do feel like it was it was such a great setup for the story, because they just didn't bombard you with too much. Like I think if they had had any other character or any more characters than Orin, it would have been too much. Like the fact that they just kept it with Titus and Orin in the beginning, and um, you see Sin. I think that was like just such a good way to bring Titus into the world of Spira. It was a completely different way of telling the story compared mm. to what we'd seen before. Because, I mean, we've spoken about it before where in 10, they made that decision to have Titus 
the player. Mm-hmm. Like we have no idea what's going on. He has no idea what's going on. And yeah, actually, the, the fact you were saying about that, the, you you do get to see that Dzanigan sequence beforehand, don't you? Where he said yeah. like, "This is our last chance." Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that and then remembering seeing it if you know what i mean mm. like obviously that happens at the, when you start the game yeah, yeah, yeah. but i don't remember re- remembering yeah that yeah, yeah when i played through the game i wasn't thinking back oh yeah and no, i remember that person from that that thing right at the beginning yeah I just completely went out of my mind i don't yeah i think it's because like so much time passes between that time and when you actually start meeting the character obviously when that sequence happens again in the story yeah you're thinking back you see going, it about oh, three yeah. times yeah <laughs> in the entirety you see the two xanarkin sequence well pretty much every time you, you load up the game um <laughs> but it was a really great opening sequence and um i did love the i did love the rise and falls of it um but getting back to nine um so nine started with the uh, I want to be your canary. It started with uh, you introduced as a Dane. You're also introduced to uh, Vivi and um, and a little bit of Garnet. And uh, it was just really silly. Like it was a really goofy opening. It was very calm um, in comparison when you compare it to eight, especially. It wasn't as action packed. It was more... Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was it, more fantasy. It did have that because obviously the whole uh, Prima Vista escape, that yeah, was kind yeah, of yeah. the end of it. Yeah, but that's like, yeah, it comes later. I think, don't you also, you might see the, you might see the, um, the, the flashback. Do you see the flashback at that part of Garnet and her mom? Uh, I'm not, no, that it's kind of in the prologue. Oh, okay. So that's in the prologue. Like with the eye, but yeah, you don't get yeah. to see it, the full thing. You yeah, get to yeah. see like a, a small snippet of it in the boat. But um, but I feel like I I loved I loved Nine's opening just because it was very it was very calm and nice and that's actually just made easy. me think. Um, like Nine's opening was, I from what I'm thinking now is completely different to any other game in that every other opening you see from one perspective. Mm. Whereas with nine, there's so many different things happening. You're constantly switching to different scenes because yeah, yeah you've got the whole thing with Vivi. You've got the things happening with uh, Zidane where he's planning the kidnapping with yep. uh, with uh, Baku and the other guys from Tantalus. You've then got the sequences with with Garnet, Queen Bran. Mm-hmm. Like there's like three different separate storylines happening throughout that whole intro sequence. Yeah, which none of the other games have because yeah, ten it's just Titus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII it's just Squall doing his thing. Final Fantasy VII it's Cloud doing his thing. Like they don't switch between. Not Even really. like Final Fantasy VI as well. It's it's just terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It it really is. It really is completely different. And then they all meet up in the end. And then that was the whole thing because uh, they changed. Sakaguchi released all his design documents as well about mm. the intro for Final Fantasy IX and how much they changed it compared to what it was going to be originally. Oh, what was? I can't remember how no. what they changed now actually. Oh. But I do remember that they they changed parts of it. I think they there was something around Beatrix. Mm. I think the role of her was maybe changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, it was, it was because um, certain characters didn't exist or something like that. So like oh, really? they had they had different people saying different things. Um, 
Um, yeah, I, I can't remember the. F- now that I'm trying to rack my brain, I can't I remember. But I do know that there were there were differences because the personnel were different. And they had them saying different things, and they wanted to like set things out a certain way, but they ended up changing it. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. Oh wait, I think I kind of remember. Was that that wasn't something to do with Zidane? Zidane was it? Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering. Something I think different. he was in. They they I think they maybe had him a bit more flirty. Yeah. Or something in the original version. Something. Either way, I'm I'm not sure you you would be the best person for how Final Fantasy XI started. I don't know how that started. Uh, I mean, it's an MMO. Well, so that's, it's, oh, it's the opening cutscene, isn't it? Yeah, there's the I've opening cutscene, but that doesn't really... I mean, it's related to the game in the sense that it tells you what happened in the era prior. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they did with A Realm Reborn. Yeah. In the sense that, like, so from i'm trying to wrap my brain now so the intro of final fantasy 11 i believe is showcasing the onslaught of the tabnazian stronghold uh which means nothing to you no i'm sure um uh, so it's yeah it's like when the beast uh, tribes kind of came uh kind of started coming to power and then when you actually play in the game it's kind of like the the resistance has started to form around the different kingdoms mm-hmm um but i think the intro to that game was very slow paced mm. because it was all about kind of teaching you mechanics but not really teaching you anything because final fantasy 11 didn't teach you anything but you had the whole distant world sequence didn't but, you or sorry whatever it is um the the opening with distant land yeah that's what the oh. that's what that whole cut but there was, was a whole yeah but there there is a bit of tension there because you have the yeah. The but guys what I mean is, it's, it's not it's not actually part of the current storyline. It's uh, it's a it's a flashback. Yeah, yeah. But so it's, it's just telling the story of what happened before. Well, it's not cute. It's it's it's, it's a heart. kid getting murdered. Yeah, <laughs> that's the opposite of cute. What am I saying? Uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it's very emotional. It is. And then uh, twelve. 12 has the whole um the whole thing with Rex, doesn't it? Like Yep. You have the whole thing with Rex Rassler and, and Rassler. Um 12 had a I feel like 12 opened up really nice really like well. Um <clears throat> Although the only thing I didn't like was the transition between Rassler dying and then like the funeral. Like I just felt like that was so sudden. Um, they had a lot of different things to try and get in play because that yeah. was the it was it was the whole thing with Final Fantasy twelve again where there were lots of different plot points. Um, whereas a lot of ma- the other games were just simple, a lot simpler in terms of like this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to pay too much attention to it. It's just cool. Yeah, Final exactly. Fantasy twelve was the whole intro was a ton of setup, mm-hmm. and then like it was constantly like ah. <gasps> Ooh, oh oh wait yeah. oh yeah like oh he's him and uh, you know like and you in like the you start to uh, unravel things as the game goes out relating and to that intro is it is it one of the first ones where you're playing as people who you don't actually get to play as in the game i would say it's the only one because yeah i can't think of any other one where you you play as completely different characters in the beginning yeah which is also which is also weird and a bit and a bit, um, I guess, off-putting a bit because you don't actually get introduced to the characters that you're going to be with. You get introduced to different characters. It's always hard with 12 because I just don't know. 
how to view it. I, st- I still don't know how to view it. Mm. And it's the same way as 15 in a way, because it's so hard to think like, what, what should the game have been? Mm. Because we yeah. know that Matsuno left and sure, like um, Minagawa and Ito uh, took over the project when he like, well, Ito was already on it, but they, yeah. Minagawa stepped up. Um, but like, Matsuna wasn't there to finish the story and I, and I know that people have said and they've I think I don't know who's actually somewhat square probably said maybe it was Watanabe had said how you know the story was pretty much written we just made tweaks and stuff but it's like they didn't yeah well, we know they didn't and like yeah. Watanabe was not part of Matsuno's team he was just kind of drafted in to just because he was a senior st- script writer yeah just as how with 15 Sabata's guys came in and he used his people to redo Najima's work. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get to 15 in a second, but with 13. 13's opening. Is it bad how I I wasn't even planning to talk about 15. <laughs> oh, were you not? I just completely like I don't know, but just cuz the intro to 15 I just like uh. Well, we actually we actually completely missed out 5. I can't remember for the life of me exactly how five started. I remember, I remember Bart's. I really need to replay it, but I remember Bart's and I remember um, him with Boko. And five is a definite sore point for me. I yeah? just, I've never, never, never really been no, that interested I've in never it. Never just it. I think it's the same thing as work with three as well because mm-hmm. it just didn't come out here. Like, yeah, I've I've been I've been so interested in like playing the games that. I'm like I played one and two because yeah. of Dawn of Souls and stuff, but the other ones I just didn't have the consoles when when the remakes were coming out, and like I just I don't know why I just I love the sequence with Furion with being introduced to Furion, but obviously that's that's quite further into the game, but um but yeah I mean yeah five is five is one that I need to I need to really refresh on. But yeah, thirteen I I take away your thunder. Yeah, 13. So 13. Um, 13 starts with uh, Moms Are Tough. <laughs> it does. <laughs> that whole chestnut. Um, it's very it's very high energy. It's very um, entertaining. There's a lot of action going on because obviously they're breaking loose and um, they're trying to... Uh, Lightning has her motivations with Sarah. Um, Snow has his motivations to be a hero. Zaz is just wanting to get the frick out of dodge well they're all trying to um they're all trying to uh get out of the situation they're in yeah um obviously a lot of people were uh put in the purge yeah because they were uh near sarah when she got branded yeah um and lightning was just like no i'm coming too yeah yeah vanille's just like i want to dance but yeah um (laughs) but no it was it was a good it was an interesting an interesting way to open the game and introduce all the characters. Yeah, because um, you, that's probably one of the only games where you got introduced to every single playable character during the intro sequence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved... I I really did like the whole setup with... Um, even though I think it went on for a bit too long with Hope and Snow and his mom and stuff. You got that. Um, you got introduced to that. Lightning is just a badass the whole out the whole sequence. Um and it all leads up to you being branded. branded. Yeah. And that's pretty much Yeah, you see Sarah, she gets turned into a crystal. Sad. 
and then and then yeah everything after that is kind of like it's you're in the lake down yeah. below and and then people kind of like uh snow does his own thing and yeah they splinter off but, to come back together again later but it is a it is a good it is a i think a really good opening sequence um it just it does go on for a bit for a bit long a bit like um a bit like the 12 one i guess i i just um <laughs> i'm just doing it again just forgot about 15 again <gasps> clearly you meet all the playable characters in that intro mm. oh poor daryl this is really bad isn't it although to be fair um i mean well she's not a playable character but um Ida, iris iris you don't actually she or plays Aranea. alongside you yeah Aranea. so ha huh, guest characters gotcha i don't know um but <laughs> then 14 yeah 14 um did 14 start with uh uh answers uh, that, I believe that an it sequence? started with the the historical one of like the Bahamut destroying everything, yeah, and, yeah. which was the whole how they explained a realm reborn because it was the destruction of the old fourteen. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a fan of the whole talking to the crystal thing in the beginning. I just I don't know. Like I know that the whole thing is that you're like chosen by the crystal or whatever, but I'm just like this is so corny. Like I just <laughs> couldn't stand it. I was just like. Lady, I know that you just discovered a thesaurus and you're trying to come up with all these fancy ways of saying you're a warrior of light. Now go beat stuff up. But I am just kind of like, all right, that's fine. Let me go. I did like the I did like the fact that you end up on that little um, that little tractor, don't you? With um, yeah, the drunken moogles. What do you do with a drunken moogle? Just take you to your starting location. Yeah, I think that whole sequence is cute. Um, and then yeah, you're just kind of in Eorzea and you check in to yeah the front desk. I mean, and MMOs then are always ahead. kind of like chill because they have to teach you about all the mechanics and yeah. how things work and what the ecosystem is. But I did love starting out in Eorzea, like in the small new. Is it New Eorzea, is it, that we start out in? And it's just so cute. It's like the Shire. It's just such a cute location. Well, we, we were in Gridania, weren't we? Yeah, that's it, Gridania. I love that. I really, really loved where they put you in um, in A Realm Reborn. We didn't really expand out from there. No. We didn't play it far enough. I know. I would lo- like, it's still a game that I would love to go back to, but it's just having the time. I mean, honestly, we, we basically wouldn't be able to play anything else. And I love other games. I'm sorry, guys. But um, then, finally, Daryl's, you can get on to 15. I I just didn't like the intro at all. I didn't either. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like I'm so sorry, everyone, that we have to be so negative about 15. But it's just We're not like, being negative about 15. Well, it's just like the rest of the game was, was good. Saying that you don't like it, saying that you don't like it is not very good. But I no, just, I just, I hate. I oh, didn't. I didn't see. Th- I didn't see the point. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Because like with Final Fantasy X's intro, it's the same concept. They showed a latter part of the game uh, mm. brought forward, <laughs> but in Final Fantasy XV, it just was like, why is it, what? I don't understand why I'm seeing this sequence. I did a U. I've completely forgot that that happened with Ifrit. Yeah, that's no. the intro. I know. That's yeah. It was just so weird. Wait, so you're saying you didn't like the car bit? I hate the card bit. I find it so boring. I'm just like, oh my God. 
And like, yeah, I'm going to sound like such a hater, but I hate the song. I hate that they chose that song. And I hate how Florence the Henderson, Florence and the Machine, whatever her name is. I hate how she sings it. Because I just like, to me, it was just lazy. Um, I mean, maybe it was just that they ran out of time. But it was just like, it would have been so much better if they had um, orchestrated the intro to be like the Kingsclave um, sort of fight up into um, the death of King Regis. Like, if it had been them escaping insomnia and had like high energy and stuff, that would have been so much better than them pushing a car. I still don't understand why they did. Th- I mean, like there were clearly clearly reasons why they decided to do Kingsglaive the way they did. Yeah. But they made that decision what, like two, two, three years before the game came out. Mm-hmm. They clearly could have made a better intro oh, to I the just, game. Yeah, I mean, it just really, it just really made you just sink and just feel like I'm okay. It's just the whole thing. It's, it's the same with 12. It's like when you have those creative differences and the like the person who is like the the visionary of yeah. the project leaves. Yeah. Someone else comes in and they, they'll piece things together and do stuff. And like the intro we got for 15 is just a byproduct of what it was. I know. But the thing is, is that like, and I think I said, I said this to you before as well. It's the fact that I really loved... Um, Tabata's choices for Type Zero, as far as music goes, but but that also that the intro for Type Zero was great because yeah. it had the like the guy dying with the chocobo, yeah, and-, and Ishimoto's fantastic soundtrack that was so good, so well done, so high energy, which is also why I was so disappointed because I'm just like this is not Tabata's best work. This is not this is not a Tabata opening, and there's a part of me that is the cynical part where i just sort of think that square enix sold out and they just thought oh this is a good way for us to get more people in because it's florence and the machine and it's a song that everybody recognizes so let's just do this throw this in and everybody will be happy and it's just like nobody liked my hands in final fantasy 13 what made you think that well actually no i can't say that because there was a lot of people who like stand by me and i'm I, I, if you like Stand By Me, that, that's, that's your prerogative. I just thought that Tabata could have done a lot better. I thought that he could have done a lot there better. There were, there were clearly some ulterior motives to it. There were. And it's also the fact that Stand By Me has no place in the rest of the game. And that's the exact problem I had with my hands as well, is that it's just like, it's not even in the score later in the game if stand by me was like noctis's theme then i'd say sure okay that fits in with that ties in with the rest of the soundtrack but like it just didn't see guys i told you i told you right at the start of the episode it would how long has it taken just over half an hour lauren straight in there i'm sorry passionate. i'm sorry it's not just... in the way i would have thought though i thought that it was going to be final fantasy 8 you're going to like really start going about final fantasy 8 i know but it's it's final well, fantasy I do, 15 apparently. i do i do love final fantasy and that that is like the night and day thing isn't it because you have liberi fatali and that is so so high energy great and then you have like other worlds so high energy great like 
I just think the balance was off for Final Fantasy XV. There was like really high crazy energy for no good reason and then just break. That's the thing. I just don't... It's the one game really where I just don't... I just forgot the intro. You forgot the intro. I forgot the intro. I just... Yeah, no. I just imagine that it actually happened much better and in my mind and I just forget about it. (laughs) If they could rewrite, redo the intro of 15, I think I would be happy. Um... But yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about um, spinoffs as well, how did Crystal Chronicles open? Was that more like an MMO type thing? Um, no, not really. It was it was kind of like chill. I think it wasn't it wasn't too fast paced or anything like that. Uh, tactics obviously had a bit more of a, a, a kind of like it was a low paced, high paced intro because yeah. especially with the the new version which had the cutscenes in it. Uh, I, I I don't know what the original version was like without them. But you have the kidnapping of the princess, mm. um, and then that kind of sets things off, and you're off you go. Yeah. Um, so that was, but it's like that was the kind of older generation of games where they had to do the intro within the concept of like the gameplay and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you can like kill all your people right right off the bat <laughs> in um, tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone. That's done. All right. That's fine um type zero we've already mentioned that has one of my favorite intros that's such a good introduction to the game it's so it's just crazy it's so well done um final fantasy 10 2 i like like all right so it's corny and fun but it's corny and fun it told you everything you needed to know about that yeah game, yeah exactly which was great for some people and not great for others yeah um watching uh the after years that was, was after okay. years is a bit strange though because yeah. it's it's like episodic yeah so it's a it's i don't know it's obviously it has the, the fmv is quite cool but it has the uh the raid on Baron Castle, which I guess is similar kind of thing. But I guess that's the thing that's hard to say about those older games as well anyway. Like, not necessarily the After Years, but like Final Fantasy Four is that they added in FMVs for the remakes. And yep. I do think that those are really cool. I it, like, and it changes things. I like being able to see, being able to see like certain uh, sequences in the game in FMV, like in like this high quality um cg style but yeah so yeah actually that topic didn't really go how i thought it was gonna go <laughs> I, I i i kind of envisioned us like uh waxing lyrical about the intros that we loved but actually while we did do that um i didn't expect us to kind of while what just while we were talking about it just think about the different ways the the intros have changed over time because yeah, yeah they're these like structurally they have been so different over the years. There aren't really two intros that are the same. No. Which is quite impressive, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some games that, I guess, do really start the same way mm. all the time. But I don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They've always, they've always sort of tried to make it fit for the story that they had. Which one is your favorite, though? I I think prob- probably eights or sevens. I think mm. those two, like seven just had the right tone because 
like yeah you had like the the zoom in zoom out bam action sequence with a time limit and then that really kind of set the the tone for that game mm-hmm. i think eights if we're going by pure cutscene like the duel is just such a fantastic thing like there were so many yeah. parts of that just worked really well and then i'd say the dollop mission was the real intro mm. to that game for me yeah so yeah I'd, I'd say it's a balance between those two in terms of the the powerfulness yeah i really do like um i really do love tens um i mean it's a bit it's a bit disjointed, I think, in some ways, because it has it does have like the calm, high energy calm. Like it's a bit it's a bit overpowering at times. But even still, I just I love the way that they set up Titus's character. I really do. And um I love Otherworld. I just think it's so zany and crazy. And yeah. Um, but seven, I think, would actually be my number two, which I think is surprising for Daryl's. But seven just really hit all the right notes. You have Aerith coming in. You have um, Cloud jumping off the train, the high energy music, and yeah, the bombing mission. I mean, it they just had the right timings for everything with that game. I mean, even within the remake, the fact that trailers have been focused so heavily around that sequence hasn't yeah. mattered. Yeah. And it's actually made the trailers seem more urgent and energetic and exciting. Yeah. No, I think that they they hit all the right notes with that. And it almost felt, it almost felt movie-like. Like, because they have the opening, um, the, the titles come in as well. Yep. And... Yeah, I think they just they just really they really did Final Fantasy VII right. So yeah, that's uh, that's our discussion topic. I actually do want to say something else that I've uh, I don't know how many of you guys have downloaded the demo for Onanaki. So that's now free for uh, everyone to download on the PlayStation Network. I don't think it's on any other consoles. Maybe Switch. I don't mm. know. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, like. So I haven't played too much for it yet, but it's just like, the, so the graphical style is really kind of cutesy, um, mm. but like I was not expecting it to be so grim. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So it's a very, a large part of it about death. And the bit that I played so far was about you. Um, so they have this whole thing about when you die, uh, your soul goes into this second world. And if people grieve for you, then you, or if you've got some unfinished business and stuff, then you can't be reincarnated. Mm. And so they have these people called Watchers who, and it's their job to find these people that are kind of stuck and lost and help them navigate. So they found this little boy and they were like, do you want to see your parents one last time before you go? Uh, so you can see they're safe and fine. So they go and see the parents. And then when someone's with, when uh, like a spirit person is with a watcher, he can like com- com- commune through them. So they met the parents and, and they were like, is he here? And they're like, yeah, he's right here. And then they were kind of relaying what they were saying to each other. Yeah. Um, and one of the characters, I can't remember his name, uh, Kagachi or something it was. Uh, he's like really kind of blunt. Um, and so, yeah, it was the kid was supposed to see the parents. The parents were, when they met them, um, they were just like, oh, we're so happy. Oh, we hope our kid's gone through. And they were like, well, he hasn't. He's right here. And they're like, oh, no. Um we really want to. We really want the best for him, and then the kid was started saying, "Oh, I'm so lonely." Uh, and the parents were just like, "Well, oh, uh, 
well, we don't want our kid to be lonely. Um, so then they were like, well, can we join him? And I was like, okay, interesting turn of events. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so they just kneel down and get beheaded. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's that's an interesting thing. Oh my God. They joined him by killing themselves <laughs> to be with him in this spirit world. Uh, but I didn't, I mean, I don't know if that's the actual like sequence because I, I then went somewhere else in the game. But I was like, how does, does that make sense? Like, because yeah. then none of them, if they were going to just chill out in the spirit, I don't know, probably thinking too much about it. But I was just like, that's some intense crap right there. Yeah. I was just like, I did not expect that. You literally just see them kneel down. The guy takes out a sword and then it's just like, whoosh, you don't actually see the heads fall off or anything. No. It's like, okay, that's, um, and then the next sequence was about a load of cultists who killed themselves. Like there's a whole balance between the life, death and stuff. So yeah. It's going to be interesting. I know. Like looking at the artwork for it, it just all looks so gorgeous and pretty and stuff to hear that it's then about like beheading and all that jazz. Death, murders. Yeah. I was not expecting. Um, But I mean, it's, (laughs) I mean, sounds like it could be a really interesting story based around all of that. Yeah. 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 Gameplay was interesting as well. Uh, So you had different spirits. Um, It's, uh, what's the name of the game? Damn it! It's a Koei Tecmo game. Uh, begins with a T, uh, mm. where you like have spirits that enhance your character. Uh, what's the name of the game? I can't remember. It's really annoying me, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have spirits that uh, that that kind of got lost, but mm. but were just kind of abandoned, so they mm-hmm. don't have any memories. Uh, and they are kind of your weapons, uh, so they control which weapon you use and which special moves you can have. So like one of them. That the two I've used so far, one of them enabled you to like speed dashes and it's a sword. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one uh, gave you a lance so you can jump up in the air and then do like diving moves like a dragoon would do. Yeah. So it's going to be like, I don't obviously know the different weapons they've got in there, but each of them will completely change the gameplay mechanics, which is That'd quite interesting. Cool. So yeah. you then have to think about which ones you're going to use. So when I was just after I got the dragoon class, I fought a boss who hit the floor mm-hmm. to make earthquakes. So obviously you have to jump up to avoid them and if you use any other spirit you can't do that so that's uh quite interesting yeah it's a very action rpg focused game it does sound fascinating i'm, I'm l- just looking at the um at the games uh it wasn't like it wouldn't have been tokiden would it yeah tokiden it was tokiden, tokiden. yeah um but yeah no i mean that almost sounds kind of kind of neo-esque in the sense that yeah, you're using a lot of spirits like but down. you like know the spirits yeah but yeah. in neo they didn't change your weapons or anything no well you could you could do like uh it was your spirit it yeah was like your the spirit special animals art, and it obviously ch- changed your abilities yeah. but uh in this one yeah it's much more ingrained to your character and like when they the spirits level up you can unlock new moves but you can also unlock their story oh, okay so you can get their memories back and you can learn a bit more about them yeah, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. As, as long as I can get over the beheading bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm probably making it seem a lot worse than it yeah. is, but I just, it just really did not, I just did really not, did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't, I mean, neither of us, neither of us have played um, Setsuna or um, Lost Sphere. So yeah. maybe that's the vibe they go for. <laughs> it took they just RPG like factory. killing people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the music for this episode, as I mentioned, it kind of inspired the topic. It's an arrangement of real emotion oh yes. yeah 
Um, the performer is Bashfire. Honestly, I really struggled to find arrangements of anything 10-2, which was a bit frustrating. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to find another one for the future. But yeah, it's a kind of vocaloid arrangement. So hopefully you guys enjoy the, uh, the tone. I know Real Emotion is not necessarily everyone's favorite <laughs> vocal theme that's ever it been. It should be. They should play that at Distant Worlds. Come on. Let's yeah. do an orchestral version, guys. Gotta do it. Um, yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 13th of August. Be sure to check out all our news coverage, if there is any, on our website. And if you enjoy what we do, feel free to support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. All right, guys. Time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.